Copyright Law, the DMCA, and the Copyright Small Claims Court on this issue of Legit Podcast Pro. Hi, I'm Gordon Firemark, and this is the show. Here we go. Welcome to another episode of Legit Podcast Pro, where we talk about all things legal in the podcasting world. Today, we're going to dive into the topic of copyright, the DMCA, and the so-called Copyright Small Claims Court, the CCB. In this digital age, copyright infringement has become a common problem. As a content creator, you have to know and respect the rules for using other people's copyrighted material in your shows, and... You have to have the right to protect your intellectual property from unauthorized use. The DMCA, the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, provides an easy and useful mechanism for you to do so. So first I'll give a quick explanation of copyright law basics just so we have context. Copyright is a bundle of exclusive rights that belongs that belongs to the author of an original work from the moment it's created. That's right, there is no requirement no requirement that you register a copyright or that you do anything more than create something in order to have copyright protection. And in the U.S., there is a registration system available, and if you're going to sue someone, you do have to register. But the protection begins when you create something original, and that means that nobody but the author or the owner, if the author has sold or transferred those rights, can make copies or distribute them, perform or display the work, or make things based on or incorporating the work. So what do you do if you discover that someone out there has done these things to you with your property? Well, you can sue, but and that can be time consuming and expensive and headache inducing and all that. But if the infringement is online, there's a cool system. You can get it removed pretty quickly and easily using the part of the copyright law called DMCA. DMCA stands for the Digital Millennium Copyright Act. This is a United States copyright law that criminalizes the production and dissemination of technology, devices, or services intended to circumvent measures that control access to copyrighted works. That's the, the uh, what do they call it? Uh, you're not allowed to remove the digital watermarks and, 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 ca- and copying countermeasures that might be incorporated into a work. But it also gives companies that provide a service of allowing user-generated content to be uploaded. It gives them a special safe harbor from litigation. So they can't be sued for copyright infringement when their users post user-generated stuff that infringes. As long as they follow a procedure that allows for the takedown of the material when the service, like a YouTube or a Facebook or Twitch or Twitter, LinkedIn, you name it, when the service is notified of an infringement and they take it down, they are then immune from the lawsuit, as long as they have certain policies and, and those kinds of things in place. I'm not going to get too deep into the weeds on that, but let me tell you how it works. If you're a content creator and you find that someone has used your copyrighted material without permission, you can issue a DMCA takedown notice. A properly formatted DMCA takedown notice will include a description of the copyrighted work and an explanation of who owns it. It'll tell where the infringing material is to be found online, and it'll provide contact information for the copyright owner 
along with that demand that the material be taken down. And once that notice is received, the service provider has to act expeditiously to remove or disable access to that infringing material. And the service provider will then notify the alleged infringer of the takedown and provide them with an opportunity to file a counter notification. The counter notification is a response from the alleged infringer that says the material was removed or disabled by mistake or misidentification or in error of some sort, usually because, hey, it's fair use or I have a proper license or those kinds of things. If a counter notification is received, then the service provider has to notify the copyright owner and then they have to restore the material within a specified time period. That's usually 10 days or less, unless the copyright owner goes to court to get an injunction against it being reinstated and that's the beginning of a lawsuit essentially. So. What happens if someone abuses this DMCA procedure? And it does get abused from time to time. Well, a DMCA takedown notice is a powerful tool, but you do have to use it responsibly. If you issue a takedown notice and you don't have a good faith belief that the material is infringing, like if you know or should have known that the copying would certainly fall under fair use or you're not actually the right copyright holder, those kinds of things, you could be liable for damages and that can include the other side's attorney's fees, which can add up very, very quickly in these cases. And it's also important to note that the DMCA does not provide a complete solution to copyright infringement. It only applies in this space of online service providers, websites and social media platforms and those kinds of things. And if someone is using your copyrighted material in other media offline, well, then you're going to have to take legal action through the court system. And now let me just give you a quick message from our sponsor, me, and then we'll be back with more. This episode is brought to you by Easy Legal Forms and Templates for Podcasters. If you're a legit podcast pro, you want to protect your intellectual property and ensure that content is used appropriately. Easy Legal Forms and Templates for Podcasters can help. Our form store at podcastlawforms.com provides a variety of legal forms and templates specifically for podcasters, including host and co-host agreements, DMCA takedown notices, release forms, and much more. With these easy downloadable templates, you can customize the forms you need in just minutes. Plus, our affordable bundle and a la carte pricing makes it easy to get the protection you need without breaking the bank. Visit podcastlawforms.com today. Easy. Legal. Affordable forms and templates for podcasters. Podcastlawforms.com. Now let's move on to the topic of copyright small claims. The Copyright Royalty Board, excuse me, not the Copyright Royalty Board, the Copyright Claims Board, the CCB, is a government body that handles disputes over copyright in very small amounts and situations. It is a, a way of avoiding costly, time-consuming federal court litigation. It has limited jurisdiction and limited remedies, but it can be useful as a tool for resolving disputes over, over infringements that are sort of small in scope and, and limited damages. So you wouldn't be able to collect quite as much money in damages as you might in a traditional district court suit. It also provides an alternative essentially to this time-consuming federal court. So one of the benefits is that parties are allowed to represent themselves without an attorney. Now, that doesn't mean you have to go without an attorney, and that's one of the differences between sort of traditional small claims courts and this system. 
But this can also be in a disadvantage because you may not have the legal expertise to navigate the process effectively. There are problems with this. There's uncertainty over the amount of damages that will be awarded. There are formulas for calculating damages, but the final amount can be sort of difficult. It's a it's a newish process, so some of the mechanics haven't all been completely worked out. Some of the cases and and uh, and controversies that have been filed and resolved then since the CRCB was formed involve, you know, concerns about getting the right paperwork filed the right way, proper documentation, proper need, proper evidence filing, and the need for how do you bring in expert witnesses and those kinds of things. So the copyright board, you know, folks have a difficulty navigating the process and and there's that. But it is a valuable resource for content creators and copyright owners. It's that streamlined process. It, it It's a voluntary thing. So yeah, either party can ask the other to, hey, let's do it this way and uh, save ourselves some time, energy, and money. So far as I understand it, only a couple of the many case, hundreds of cases that have been filed in the CCB have actually been, you know, proceeded to a final judgment. A lot of them get rejected right out of the gate because the, you know, the the parties haven't made the right allegations and things like that. So there is a little bit of, of trickiness to it. You're, you're in the legal court system and you've got to know what you're doing. But uh, we're seeing cases involving photographs. We're seeing cases involving music. And it won't surprise me one little bit that we start seeing cases involving podcasts using those things or others or clips from each other's shows and things like that in the CCB, the Copyright Claims Board, that so-called small claims mechanism. So to wrap it all up, the copyright and the DMCA are important issues for content creators in this digital age. The DMCA provides this mechanism for protecting your intellectual property from unauthorized use with those takedowns I described, but it has to be used responsibly. And the CCB provides this alternative to lengthy, time-consuming, expensive court litigation for resolving certain copyright disputes. But parties have to be prepared to navigate the process effectively. So by understanding these issues and taking appropriate action, you can protect your rights and ensure that your work is used appropriately. And that's going to be it for today's episode of Legit Podcast Pro. I want to say thank you for joining me. I'm Gordon Firemark, the podcast lawyer, and I'll see you again next week.